All right, coming up, this is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Kurt Warner, we're just texting right now. He says, yo, you calling me? Am I calling you? What's the deal, baby? I said, let's do it. Kurt Warner's coming up. He'll be on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Kurt Warner is going to have a movie produced about his life. I can't wait to talk to him about it. I want to hear what he's going to have to say about Patrick Mahomes. I know we've just been talking about Dwight Howard. People are hitting me up on my Twitter, at Scott Kaplan. Go for it. Do it. I am going to post a poll later, I think, about whether or not I should shave this goatee. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it in the hands of the listeners. The girlfriend told me she'll tell me when it's time, but my kids are telling me something completely different. I mean, it's, it's not good here at home, you know? And then I think I may have admitted yesterday that I, I dyed my hair completely jet black. I'm talking like Gene Simmons jet black. It looks ridiculous. It's so stupid looking. And then half the goatee is gray, so... I better get some of this Barbasol shaving cream. It's available in five fantastic flavors to customize your close shave, and I'm going to need a close shave. Whether it's the big classic original, you know, the one with the red can with the red and the white stripe, or the sensitive skin stuff, there's one for every face. Find your favorite Barbasol today. So looking forward to talking to Kurt Warner. Is Kurt ready to go, fellas? Okay, great. Uh, Kurt Warner, Pro Football Hall of Famer, and finally they are going to produce a movie about his journey, his life, Kurt Warner here on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Hi, Kurt. Thank you. You bet. What's up, buddy? Everything's going good. How's you, your family, life in Arizona during Corona and what's happened in the last four months? You know, we're good. As far as, you know, my, my job uh, in the NFL is concerned, it probably isn't a better time for all of this chaos to be happening than right now and uh, kind of the downtime of the NFL. So we've been able to lay low and kind of try to do our part and, um, we stayed at home a lot and just uh, tried to enjoy family time the best that we can and uh, tried to stay busy doing some different things as well. And so, you know, overall, we're good. Arizona's a little bit crazy right now. Our numbers are going way up with the virus. So interesting to see how things will play out, um, you know, big picture-wise. And obviously I coach high school football with my son and what that's going to look like and what schools are going to look like. So uh, a lot of unknown still here, but overall we're doing, we're doing great as a family. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. I'm having that same sort of stuff. You know, I, on one hand, I've loved that my son came home from college and that's more time. And we've had more family dinners than ever before, but believe it or not, my, my, my daughter who just graduated high school, one of those years where you go, wow, high school graduation, it didn't work out the way it was supposed to. And it turns out it was actually better the way it was. Um, but she's leaving to go play college soccer already this Friday she's leaving and and I can't even believe like my first daughter is leaving me and 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 Kurt the funny part of it is school has already been announced we're all online so wait a second so the whole soccer team is going they're all going to live together they're all going to do school online on their computers in their dorms and then they're going to go train and actually play a soccer season I don't know how they'll do it yeah that surprises me uh you know most of the the people that I've talked to within um universities have basically said um, you know, if we don't have, um, if we don't have students on campus, then we won't have, you know, they, they've told me football, but, uh, you know, I kind of assumed that was all sports that they wouldn't ask student athletes to come and be together if they weren't comfortable having students together. So that surprises me a little bit, but, uh, again, this is all an unknown and it's all of a, all a different world for all of us. So, uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out, uh, both, academically but um just as well in the sports world and and uh what what we're able to pull off at at all those different levels yeah i know that's what i've been talking about can baseball really do this can the nba really pull this off we're talking to kurt warner here on scott kaplan on 710 espn let me jump right in and get your opinion when you see yesterday 
the signing of Patrick Mahomes, um, you, I, people were fascinated by the number, this $500 million number. What was your first thought when you saw Mahomes was signed, 10 years, $500 million? What'd you say, Kurt Warner? Well, I mean, I think we're all just like, wow. You know, I mean, when, when you see the numbers that big, but then, you know, you start putting in the context with, uh, you know, a 10-year uh, contract, a 12-year extension, and you start putting those numbers together. And um, and when you do that, you go, oh, well, that seems about right, um, is that, you know, if you're going to stretch it out over that amount of time with the salary cap and, and where salaries are going – uh, yeah, it's higher than where everybody is right now. Um, but five, six, seven years from now, who knows? It's probably right in the mix. And he's a young guy that has the potential to easily play 12 more years. And, you know, what I said about the whole thing is the crazy thing is, although we all believe he's going to get better, if, you know, if you looked at Kansas City and said, hey, will you take this deal if all you get is what you've gotten from Patrick Mahomes the last two years? hands down they of course we would and so he doesn't even have to get any better just keep doing what you've done when you're 23 and 24 years old and do that for the next 12 years and we're going to be more than ecstatic that we got our money's worth with this contract so um yeah i think it's great for patrick mahomes i think it's a great deal for the kansas city chiefs uh, i love to see a guy this young that is able to kind of tap into that potential like he did um, you know, and you always hope that it leads to opportunities for other guys. But at the same time, I've always been a proponent that I think guys should get paid for what they're worth. And I know a lot of people say, well, what you're worth is what you can get. I don't know if that's quite the case, but I mean, I understand the theory behind it. But I think for so long, it's been, okay, next guy up, next quarterback up gets more money than the last guy, even if he's not better than the last guy. And um, so... I just believe this is a unique situation with a unique player, um, and I'm going to be interested to see how this affects the market as a whole. If guys go, well, he signed for this, then I should get a little bit more because I haven't signed yet. Uh, I just I think everybody ought to pump the brakes a little bit and go, hey, Patrick Mahomes is a different beast. He's shown that early on. He gets this big deal, uh, and it shouldn't necessarily set the market, but that's what we've seen over the last uh, five or six years with specifically the quarterback market. That's right. We're talking to Kurt Warner, Pro Football Hall of Famer, former Rams Super Bowl champion quarterback. Kurt is on ESPN Radio being presented by Progressive Insurance. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. So, okay, Kurt, um, Mahomes is signed. I want to get your opinion on this, and I definitely want to get to the production of the film that's about, about your life. So, when you left the Rams, you you went from uh, to the Giants, you went to the Cardinals. I mean, you played in other franchises, but you're known as a Ram, as a Super Bowl champion. What do you think about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? For me, I'm fascinated by his willingness to take the risk. What do you think about Brady to Tampa? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I, I still, you know, felt like it was a great situation for him to stay in New England and um, and build around some of the pieces that they had there and that comfort level. Um, but again, I don't think any of us really understand what that world is like in New England. And, you know, what Tom was able to accomplish there was more than anybody ever accomplished. Um, and I think it's a, it's a unique feat to be able to, to go somewhere else as a great player and have success in a new situation. You know, it's one thing to be in the same system, the same offense, you know, know things like the back of your hand year in and year out. 
you know, with Belichick to have a good defense year in and year out. No, you're playing in that division where you're going to win it year in and year out with where those teams are. Then to, to kind of pick up and go, now I'm going to challenge myself in a new way, new way individually to, to learn a new offense and, and try to play up to my standards in a new place. Um, you know, with, with, a, with a defense that, you know, or a head coach, it's not a defensive coach that necessarily have that defense to go to the NFC side, you know, play against teams and, and guys that I've never played against before. And to me, I, I think the NFC is more stacked than the AFC, so the challenge there. And so, yeah, I'm fascinated by it. But, um, but I think that's what competitors love, is they love those challenges to be able to see what they can do. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, either way, have success here. And I think obviously it just adds to his legacy. You don't have success. What does that say? You know, how do people, you know, remember this if he doesn't have success the next couple years in Tampa um, and it doesn't work out on the field like it always has in New England will be will be a fascinating conversation when it's all said and done. Kurt Warner, the Pro Football Hall of Famer here on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. And um, Kurt, let me uh, let me jump ahead here, you know, because. Listen, I could talk quarterbacks in NFL football all day long, but I actually would like to just move on, which is to say that I'm very interested in the fact that there's finally going to be a movie produced about your life and what happened to you. Um, And we've talked about this over the years, but as far as I understand it now, the, the movie is going into production. There's even somebody who's going to play the role of Kurt Warner. Will you give me an idea of where we are in the Kurt Warner film? Um. Well, yeah, I mean, we've, uh, you know, we've got Zachary Levi, who uh, played Shazam, on board to, to, to play my part. Uh, we're working on some of the other casting. Um, the movie is scheduled to start shooting this September to be released, um, you know, in December around Christmas time uh, in, you know, 20, what is it, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, everything's moving forward. I mean, uh, Lionsgate is extremely excited about the project. We're excited about the project. And, um, you know, it could be one of their first releases after all this COVID-19 stuff. And so um, it's moving forward. And so it's been a long process as we've tried to get this right. Uh, we feel good about the team that we've got assembled up to this point and, and excited about some of the names that are being thrown around for some other parts in, in the film. And, um and then we'll just take it one day at a time. And uh, as we've always said, we'd, we'd rather do it or not do it than, than not do it right. Mm-hmm. And so, or then, you know, do it wrong, however you want to put it. And so um, that's really the goal right now is that uh, all the momentum is going in the right direction, but we want to get it right. We want to make sure that the film is what we want it to be and that it can uh, impact and encourage and inspire people uh, that go and watch it. Have you sat down with this actor, Zach Levi, have you gone out on a field with him? Have you coached him? You coach a lot of NFL quarterbacks. You coach a lot of high school kids. Did you take this guy out on the field and work him out and then say to the producers, okay, this guy Levi right here, pretty good athleticism. I can work with this guy. I'm not going to let somebody play the role of me and throw the football in the film and not look good, unless maybe you have the, the, the thought that you're going to play you on the field and he can play you off the field. What, what do you think? No, I mean, yeah, that was part of winning – what went into the process, but there's so many things that go into the, the film process, you know, availability and, and different guys, at, you know, at different levels and trying to make sure that they fit and the likeness. And so there's a lot of pieces there, but, you know, one of the pieces was definitely, um, you know, feeling like Zach 
could play the part both on and off the football field. And um, that doesn't mean that he's, he's ready to, to go out there and, and throw it like an NFL quarterback, but I know he's willing to work on it, and, and they feel comfortable with that. And we did uh, sit down with Zach last week, um, you know, right as it was being being announced. We got a chance to, to get to know him a little bit, and there is a possibility that we get together and, uh, and actually get out on the field and um, – you know, he tries to, to learn how to emulate me a little bit, and maybe I could teach him a little bit about, you know, throwing the football, and we'll go from there. Yeah, cool. Okay, who else has to be cast in this film? I got You got the Kurt Warner character. You got to have your wife, Brenda, right? Of course, yes. Okay, and, and can you tell me, who are we thinking about? Who would you want uh, to play Brenda? I'm, I, you know, I, I leave that up to her more than me. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people uh, that man. would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that the hair is always important. Um, you know, that becomes a big part of this is, uh, whoever plays that part and they pull off, uh, some of the different ha- hairstyles that they're going to have to pull off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to leave those names under wraps right now as they continue to, to work on that. Uh, how about, uh, you know, how about we, coach Vermeil? Does he have to yeah, be cast? Coach Vermeil's going to be, be cast in the movie. And so mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. We've had a lot of people thrown, uh, you know, thrown out for, for coach Vermeil. I mean, I think, I don't know if you've, Saw Invincible back in the day. Greg Kinnear played um, mm-hmm. Dick Vermeil in that film, uh, which I thought he did a great job. And so um, we'll see we'll see where that goes. I think they're trying to solidify some of the, the major parts. And I think one of the really interesting parts will be our son Zachary, who uh, suffered a traumatic brain injury and, and who is legally blind, um, who will have a significant part in the. In the movie as well, as we tell that story of, of how we all came together. So I think that'll be a, a very interesting part to see uh, how they cast that role and, and how that fits, um, you know, with with who our son is and, and the impact that uh, that he had on us. Okay, you got to Hollywood the movie though, right? So you know, first of all, they're going to have to make it seem like you're this little guy, this little down and out guy, man, and you're putting stuff on the shelves in the store, and then all of a sudden, boom, you become like this Super Bowl legend. And then there's got to be a love story, of course, between you and Brenda. So, I mean, it's got all the makings here of of a great story, but I have no idea how they'll ever end this film because the story is still going on. Yeah, you know, that's that's always the interesting part of it is we've um, you know worked with a, a number of screenwriters through this process. Um, is everybody trying to figure out, um, you know, where this story goes and, and where it starts and where it ends? Because there are, you know, two distinct chapters to the story. And, um, you know, when, when I go back and look at them, I think they're equally as powerful in, in different ways. And so, you know, that becomes an interesting part of, of all of this is that, you know, not very many, not very many guys have, have sequels to their, their life stories. Um, so, you know, playing that out, and again, I don't want to give uh, too much away of the, of the process as we're, as we're working through it, but, uh, but that has been a big question that people have tried to wrap their mind around and what, what makes the best story and, and what can have the biggest impact. I'm going to tell the producers that, you know what they should do to finish this thing up? I, I get to see it front row. I should just shoot video next time we do it. Watching you on an NFL field before a Monday night football game, talking to the two quarterbacks and, and, and how people react to you when they see you, that would be a brilliant ending to this film. And for that great idea, I, I'm just, I want a small role, tiny little role, something. Just give me, come on, come on, something. There's, there's got to be a, a small little role for you in there somewhere, don't you think? How about I mean, if I get to be the be kicker? A... I get to be the kicker. Kicker? Man, I haven't even thought if we're going to have a kicker in the movie, really. Man, kickers? 
Okay. All right. We'll we'll see uh, we'll see what we can do. Well, thank you, Kurt Warner. Hey, thanks so much for coming on today. Really appreciate you being available. And uh, take care. We look forward to seeing you soon, man. Thanks. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it. All right, this is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. That was Kurt Warner giving you straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Okay, coming up. Big fight this weekend, right? Big, big UFC fight. I was more of a boxing fan. I have become a bit of a mixed martial arts fan. But this is the kind of fight, Masvidal versus Usman, that now I really want to see. And let me tell you why. Because I ran into these two guys in Miami during the Super Bowl, and I'm telling you, this guy Usman, um, he had something to say, and Masvidal had something to say, and it all happened on the air. And then before you know it, man, these guys are almost brawling right on Radio Row in Miami. I'm going to tell you what happened, and let's get into this fight. Coming up, this is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Great friends throughout Southern California. Scott Kaplan here on 710 ESPN. I know, kind of weird. I know, I get it. But I got to say, freaking loving it. Oh, by the way, for everybody that is tweeting me at Scott Kaplan and is tweeting and tagging at ESPN Los Angeles, bring it. Show me where you are listening. So tell me, you know, like I just got this tweet from these guys that are at the Torrance Fire Department and they're listening on the radio in the house. Dude, bring it. If you're in your car, don't get into an accident, okay? Don't do something stupid. All right, keep your eyes on the road. But if you get to a stop sign and you want to take a quick picture of your radio, tweet it and tag me at Scott Kaplan and at ESPN Los Angeles and tell me where you are listening. This is ESPN Radio. It's presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Okay, let's do that. All right, let me talk to you guys for a moment here about the big fight that is going to happen Saturday night on Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Never been to Abu Dhabi. Not really had Abu Dhabi on my radar as like, hey, you know, of all the places I want to go in the world, Abu Dhabi. Maybe I should Google Abu Dhabi. Is that the place where they have that like super crazy, skinny, tall building and people are playing tennis on top of it? Or did I just make that up and dream of it? I don't know. So this fight island is going to happen. And if you are a mixed martial arts fan, from what I can gather, this is the fight you wanted. Jorge Masvidal against, and I never can say this guy's name, Kamaru, Kamaru Usman. I had a hard time saying these guys' name, well, Kamaru's name, down on Radio Row in Miami this year for the Super Bowl. So quick story. My longtime producer, who many of you know, Grande Alejandro Padilla, representing the 805 Hermano Numero Uno. This guy, he's like the crazy MMA fan of my ecosystem. And he's telling me, he's like, dude, this guy Usman, he's, he's the man, dude. I mean, he's the champ. He's, he's big time. I mean, he has to do this for me every year. Like, there was a year, like five years ago, where he's like, hey, this guy, Conor McGregor, like, he's a big star, dude. You should interview him. And I'm like, show me who he is. I don't even know who this guy is. Like, I'm such a moron, you know? And then, and then you know, Conor McGregor becomes who Conor McGregor is. And thankfully, Alex was there to tell me to go and do the interview. Well, same thing happened this year. We're down on Radio Row, right? And Jorge Masvidal... I had seen an interview with him, and he said something that as a fight fan, it caught me. He said, I love the violence of it, you know? And I'm like, you know, here's me. Like, like, like you love the violence? Like, 
I was a kicker in football because I didn't want anybody to touch me. I didn't, I didn't want to get my uniform dirty. I mean, I like kicking. It was fun. It, you know, at times it was glorious and at times it was horrible. But, you know, I don't want to get touched. I, I'm, I don't like the violence. Jorge Masvidal freaking loves the violence. He's like a backyard street fighter. He's one of those old school fight on YouTube, Kimbo Slice, watch his videos. And he's out there with no gloves and he's just in the backyard and, and people are just betting on him in a fight in the back. I mean, dude, it's, it's old school. It's raw. It's on YouTube. It's freaking awesome. Okay, then you got the other guy, Usman, and he comes off as now he's really kind of more the technician. He's sort sort of more of the artist, if you will, of these two fighters. So now we're down in Miami and we're sitting there on Radio Row and I'm doing a podcast. I don't have commercial breaks. I'm not recording this stuff uh, to, to be live. I'm, I'm just putting it down. And, um, and you can go find this stuff on my YouTube channel. But here's the thing. Masvidal sits with us. I'm talking like 30, 40 minutes. The guy's just hanging out with us. And... We start talking to him about he wants this guy, Usman. And Usman's walking around on another part of Radio Row. So let me play for you, Bronny, if you could. This goes back to early February, Miami Beach, um, Super Bowl. Just by the way, put yourself there for a moment, okay? Put yourself back to where you were early February when you didn't think coronavirus was for real. And you were really more concentrated on the shocking and tragic news of Kobe and, and the others, of course, his daughter and so on. So that's where my mind was. I mean, that, that was the story. But this guy Masvidal is sitting with me, and now he's telling me how much he wants this guy Usman. Bronny, if you can go ahead and play this, please do. Yeah. Look him in the eyeballs and tell him. This is what Masvidal told me. Don't kill the messenger, my brother. Masvidal told me like this, and to imitate him as much as possible. He wanted me to tell you he's going to embarrass you. And tell him just like that. Look him right in the soul and tell him he's going to embarrass you. And he just wanted me to tell you that. Because I'm not a guy that uh, if I make a pool shot and I didn't call it, I don't keep playing. I, I call every pool shot of mine. Just like I've called the whole 2019, if I get in the cage with that individual, I'm going to show the skill disparity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the 50 points on his face. I'm going to put eight touchdowns in his face, and he's not going to score nothing. And I say this with a lot of conviction because it's going to happen, my brother. And his face is going to be my canvas. So just tell him that, please. Okay. So, so, so Jorge Masvidal, think about this. You know, Brawny, Greg, I mean, guys, think about what I'm sitting there. I got a pro fighter sitting there next to me. You guys, look at me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm like this little, this little nothing. And I got this pro fighter sitting there next to me. He's like, I want you to tell him. I want you to look him in the face, guys. And I want you to tell him. I'm going to embarrass you. By the way, not only am I going to embarrass you, I'm, your face is my canvas. You got me? Oh, Masvidal's the best. Scary I, dude. I love that guy. It just it's a, like he he's the last of a breed like Kimbo Slice. Like th these guys were fighting in backyards for money and now he's potentially going to have the one of the biggest fights in a long time for the UFC. But the thing is, this fight was not supposed to be the fight. Usman was supposed to fight this guy, Gilbert Burns. Burns got corona. Masvidal steps in on seven days notice. I mean, that's the kind of guy he is like, wait, what? The opportunity, the fight, the one that everybody wants to see, sign it. I'm in. Now, here's the funny part. Masvidal gets on a private plane to go from Vegas to Abu Dhabi. He tells everybody, I got to lose 20 pounds before Friday. Today's Tuesday. You got to lose 20 pounds before Friday. But before I start my weight loss, I'm going to have this private jet land in Rome. I'm going to have some people deliver a pizza to the plane. I'm going to pound on this pizza. I'm going to get back on this plane. I'm going to land in Abu Dhabi, and I'm going to go to work on losing 20 pounds. 
That's Masvidal. Now, Masvidal tells me, Bronny, he looks right at me and he goes, you tell him, you tell Usman, I'm going to embarrass him. I'm going to use his face as my canvas. So I tried to deliver the message to Usman that Masvidal was going was gonna to get him. And here's what Usman said. If you've been doing this for 16 years, you've been doing this for 16 years, you would think like, hey, this is what I need to do to become champion. You would figure out what you need to do. 16 years is a long time for you to not figure out the right things to do to become champion if that's who you really are meant to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not meant to be. Some of these guys don't have the heart to be champion. They, you know, they, they talk a big game, but once mm. it's all on the line, when you need to be that guy to take that shot to win the game and put you, set you guys up forever, like some guys just can't pass. step up to the place. They yeah. pass. You know, they mm-hmm. find a way to lose. They find a way to, to, to self-sabotage themselves. And that's not me. You know, I'm a competitor. You know, whether I was trained in wrestling or, or, or whether it was football or whether it was rugby or whether it was tennis, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you know, I have a, a champion's mentality. So when I step yeah. in there, I'm going to win at all costs. And these guys just can't get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, dude, I mean, I was caught in the middle. I mean, I don't know if you guys understand. It's not comfortable because let me tell you what happened. I mean, seriously, like as soon as Masvidal got done and told me, hey, you tell him this. And I told him. And then Usman went, oh, really? Well, you ain't a champion. You've been at this 16 years. You just don't have the heart for it. I'm telling you within 30 seconds of Usman getting off the air, before you know it, there's a near brawl on Radio Row. And you guys know me. I like to kind of just stir things up a little bit. So, Please tell me you were in the middle of that thing. Well, how do you think this all happened? Excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, here's what's happening this weekend. Fight Island is happening. It's this Saturday. The fighters will be taking their talents to Abu Dhabi for UFC 251. That's right. Masvidal versus Usman. You just heard these two guys with me on my podcast in early February. Those interviews are available on my YouTube page. But, dude, here's the deal. These guys, it's on. DraftKings, by the way, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action starting this Thursday with a free shot at $1 million. That's the top prize with your first deposit. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code BRISTOL to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize for this week's UFC 251 contest with your first deposit. The promo code is Bristol, like Bristol, Connecticut, like where ESPN is home-based. Bristol is the promo code, and it's only at DraftKings. Make sure you download that app. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions do apply. I just got, like, you know, you're jumping rope, and you get to, like, 99, and then you all of a sudden slip up. I was so strong until the word eligibility restrictions apply. Gosh. See DraftKings.com for details. DraftKings, you can win a million bucks and uh, this Masvidal Usman fight is going to be great on Fight Island this Saturday night. Okay, coming up, David Price is out. Is Mookie Betts in for the Dodgers this year? Is Mookie going to play for the Dodgers? Let's get to that coming up. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Oh, yeah, man. Some old school run DMC. Don't even get me started. It's tricky to rock a rhyme to rock a rhyme. That's right. On time is tricky. I know every word to this song, dude. Every word. And I'll get like 20%, 30% into it, and then I'll just lose it all for sure. ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance at 710 ESPN. This is Scott Kaplan. I want to just tell you guys really quickly that um, the sound that I just played for you from Masvidal and Usman, big fight coming up, UFC, Fight Island this weekend, the two pieces of audio that I just played for you where Masvidal says, hey, look, I'm going to use his face. That's going to be my canvas. And Usman says, no, dude, 16 years, you still aren't a champion. You just don't have what it is. You don't have what it is inside of you. Well, we, we, just, we just tweeted that. 
So if you go on to my Twitter at Scott Kaplan, and I know a lot of you guys are sending me pictures of, of, of what device you're listening on and you're telling me where in Southern California or around the world you're listening. I'm retweeting all of those tweets. I'm trying to help you guys too. Uh, we just tweeted at Scott Kaplan the interviews from Masvidal and Usman. And I see the picture, the thumbnail on YouTube is when Sean Merriman put his big gigantic hand on my shoulder to totally control me and say, look, little man, if you talk to me on Twitter and then you run into me face to face, you're going to have my hand on your shoulder holding you, showing you that I am the dominant physical force here in this relationship. And I understood that well as I tried to figure a way to squirm out of that, which I ultimately did. So anyway, if you follow at Scott Kaplan, you'll get those videos. Um, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. And I want to say that I, I just mentioned, is Mookie Betts going to play for the Dodgers? And I ask it that way for this reason, not just to be so sensational, but I read Bill Plaschke's column today in the LA Times, and Plaschke just destroys the Major League Baseball owners. And frankly, I understand where he's going. Plaschke says today in the LA Times, the billionaire owners of Major League Baseball aren't just greedy, they're gross. The billionaire owners aren't just greedy, they're gross. After spending three months fighting with players over every penny, now the nickel and diming all of these players to death with unprofessional medical oversight and clumsy logistical assistance. This is Bill Plaschke today. And, you know, when I think about Mike Trout, who's definitely been questioning Major League Baseball, and now here comes Mookie Betts. Look, Mookie and David Price are connected, right? David Price has already said, I'm out. Mookie Betts, though, he has a whole different situation he got to deal with because David Price has years left on his contract and he's still going to make 60 plus million dollars. Mookie Betts has 60 games to go into free agency, to earn this year, to go into free agency to try and make some Patrick Mahomes money. You know, to, to try and make some Bryce Harper kind of money. Make some Mike Trout kind of money. And so for Mookie Betts, you got to think that he's got to play. And so what he's talking about, though, is the concern over safety. Here's, here's the quote. We haven't gotten tests back. This is Mookie Betts. We don't know who's sick, who's not sick. There's just a lot going on that needs to be addressed. And so if you read this Plasky column, the intimation is that Betts doesn't really have a choice. He's kind of stuck. You don't play, and then you have to play the following year, and you're not a free agent, and you play 162 games, or you play this sprint 60 games, and you try and get yourself into free agency. And again, the intimation is that he has no choice if he's going to get to the big money, he's got no choice but to play, no matter how concerned he may be about Corona. So will Mookie Betts play? Bronny, play, play a soundbite from Mookie, and let's hear what he said. You know, obviously, it's going to be uh, an amazing thing just to be able to put on a Dodger uniform, really to put on a uniform in general. I'm happy. Um, you know, I, this is basically a new home for me. Uh, so, you know, I'm definitely super excited and uh Got 60 games to uh, to get in the playoffs, and then uh, you know we got to bring home a, home a ring. All right, there you go. So, look, you know he sounds like a, a really, really likable, articulate, smart, fun, committed kind of guy. And uh, and I for one want to see this guy play in a Dodger uniform. I'm curious. You know, somebody asked me the other day, "Hey, is Fernando Tatis from the Padres going to be the MVP this year?" And I said, well, wait a second. What, what about Mookie Betts, who just came from Boston? He's already been an MVP. He's already been a gold glover. He's already been an all-star. And he's coming to what Vegas says is the best chance to win a championship with the Dodgers. 
So Mookie Betts will play, at least according to what he just said there. Hey, look, it isn't game day, but you can still feast like it is. Meet Church's new five-buck campfire smokehouse chicken. Hmm. Five-buck campfire smokehouse chicken. That sounds pretty good. Our fan favorite with a new campfire flavor, plus mashed potatoes and a biscuit, Church's bringing that down-home flavor Offer valid at participating locations. I I, I got to go try. I got to try. Hey, guests on the ESPN radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Alan Sliwa is coming up a little bit later on. I've told you this story, but Alan Sliwa, 15 plus years ago, before he became a big superstar on radio analyzing the Lakers, this was a guy who was just trying to get his foot in the door in radio and he was doing it through sales. I promise you this. Um, if you are in a job that you don't like and you want to change your life, I, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, without even knowing myself, that Sliwa's story will tell you how he did it, and you might be able to follow the same thing. Speaking of the Lakers and all of his analysis, Danny Green had a presser today. He talked about Dwight Howard and how Dwight Howard is going to come back and what he means to the Lakers. I want to hear exactly what Danny Green said. It's coming up next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Great friends throughout Southern California. You don't have to tweet me and tell me I've never been to Church's Chicken. Okay, I got it. I'll go. Gladly. Very happily. wonder if they got a good chicken sandwich. I do like one. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. And I mentioned to you that I wanted to hear some of the Danny Green audio from earlier in the day. You know, that's what's going on now, right? It's like all the players are starting to talk. Um, the media is interviewing, whether it's baseball players or basketball players, from remote locations through Zoom. And we all are kind of like, let's hear what these guys have to say now because we're not really at this stage of the game anymore talking about what's going to happen. How are they going to do it? What's going to be? Or can they pull it off? I mean, there's still a lot of question marks out there, certainly more for baseball than there are basketball. But it's starting to get to a point now where teams are working out, guys have basketballs in their hands, guys are shooting them at hoops, they're playing ball. And they're getting ready to travel down to Orlando. And then they're going to they're gonna go through all of the protocols that they need to. And before you know it, assuming everything goes to plan, we're going to be talking about real games again. So I want to hear what Danny Green had to say. I know Kyle Kuzma just spoke. I want to hear what he had to say. This is ESPN Radio. It's presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting, home insurance just got easier with Progressive's home, quote, explorer, quote, and buy all online at Progressive.com. Okay. So Danny Green's an interesting character, right? Because he's a two-time champion, was playing in, in San Antonio, was part of the trade that sent Kawhi to Toronto, uh, won another championship with Kawhi there in Toronto. And now with Avery Bradley out, Danny Green's a guy who's like, hey, I, I want to defend the opponent's best scorer. So that's that. he's an interesting guy. And um, everybody now, though, is talking about Dwight Howard. And Dwight is back. Dwight is in. Dwight was on with Dwight uh, Don Lemon last night on CNN. And, uh, and Dwight makes his announcement. I'm in. I'm coming back. And by the way, I'm donating my $700,000 salary to this amazing organization that I have. And I'm going to do good. Well, so now everybody's asking all the other players, well, what about Dwight? So here's what Danny Green had to say earlier today. I think everybody knows what kind of presence he's been for us. He's a, obviously a key piece. Everyone's a key piece on our team. Um, took a blow, took a hit when Avery opted out, but um, we got a lot of good pieces. We got a lot of experience, and Dwight has been a, a good spark for us off the bench. Um, Praying protector, and it actually changed a lot of games for us. Um, I have been in communication with him. I checked on him even before um, you know he was deciding not to play because uh, he was going through a lot when the pandemic first hit and started. 
So I was making sure I was checking in on him. Uh, but as of late, I think we all have spoken to him and checked in on him. Happy for the news. I mean, it wasn't surprised me. He said I have been talking to him. Um, but it seems as if he, his news has been on CNN a lot or other networks. Uh, but I'm glad he's with us. I'm glad he's on board. And I'm excited to have my guys back again in the bubble. I mean, I'm so curious about Dwight Howard. What an interesting guy he is. That he, he when he his first iteration with the Lakers just did not work, man. It was it was not what everybody expected it to be. And in this second iteration, he has become, so it seems, and according to everybody who you hear from, this great team player on this veteran team of quote-unquote older guys who are going to hustle their way to hopefully, if you're a Laker fan anyway, uh, a championship. I said it the other day. You know, I really feel like LeBron wants to not just be a basketball legend. He wants to be a Laker legend, like he's a Cavaliers legend. I guess you would call him like a, a Miami Heat legend, but he's a basketball legend. And to be a Laker legend, you got to win this championship this particular year where Kobe tragically died. Now, Kyle Kuzma also spoke not long ago. And uh, let's hear what Kuzma said about Dwight Howard's return. Well, I'm taking it so serious. Um, you know, like I said, over this whole quarantine, I kind of been just preparing my mind and my body and just, you know, getting ready for this opportunity. You know, not many players have opportunities to win rings. And, you know, I have a, I have a chance to do that in my third year and kind of really make moves with my career going forward. You know, um, guys can go across this league, average 20, 25, and um, they just never win. And uh, I don't want that. You know, I want to I want a legacy and, you know, to do something that as a kid I've always wanted to do. All right, there you go. And that was him talking about obviously taking this thing really seriously, preparing his body and his mind. Listen, you go and look at any of these tweets that the Lakers are putting out of these players. You see Rajon Rondo and you go, dude, ripped, lean, taking it seriously, doing the work while these, with these four months you've been off in the middle of the season. It's so crazy. It's still hard to believe that the NBA just shut down. You know, the night that the NBA shut down, the Sacramento Kings were playing the New Orleans Pelicans, right? And, and everybody wants to see Zion. So I took a plane. I, I make it sound like I flew this plane or like I chartered this plane. Believe me, I didn't. I hopped along. Um, I was like that little baby fish that swims next to the great white shark. And I, I, I hopped on a plane with a friend and we flew to Sacramento and we got to Sacramento and he's one of the owners of the Kings. And we, I sound like such a douche right now. I get it. But, but seriously, like we, we get there and they're having meetings and they're calling the NBA league office are we playing are we not playing and literally i would say you know with all the pregame festivities going on cheerleaders on the court and pregame stuff and you know players warming up they were like come on let's go we're out of here and we were walking out as the crowd was walking in and we knew that it was canceled and the crowd did not and then moments later the nba really took the leadership role in american sports and shut down as everybody wound up following so let me go back though to kyle kuzma because kuzma now talks about dwight coming back and and you know i think a lot about using the platform which is what dwight has come to the realization of that he needs to be playing if he's going to get the word out here's more of kuzma from earlier dwight that, uh, he's been there a great go. teammate all year he's been a teammate that's always been there for people on and off the floor playing with no ego you know just having one common goal and you know we're just happy to have him you know come back and be able to join our team for orlando and i think it's great for us all right there you go very good all right so now you're hearing these guys you know uh GB, um, Brawny, I, listen, this is you guys, you are emotionally invested in this. And we have gone now from, from, hey, can they do it? How will they do it? 
to who's going to be in, who's going to be out, to now we're finding out who's really in, and now we're starting to talk about games again. What do you say, man? God, I love that we're talking about games again and what it's going to mean and what it, how it opens up the, the floor so much more for Anthony Davis to not have to play the five. It, it makes it just a gigantic difference having another big man that Anthony Davis can can rely on and, and LeBron too. So against teams that usually play a little bit of a smaller lineup, we have that big inside presence that is necessary to get by teams like, you know, like the Clippers and the Bucks. Let me talk more about that with Alan Sliwa. Alan Sliwa's coming up. You guys know Alan. He is a hot dog world champion. I mean, <laughs> this guy is a world-class hot dog eater. He is a Laker analyst. He has become a great radio personality. You hear him on at night after Mason in Ireland. But the story of how my man Alan Sliwa got from I'm going to sell radio to I'm going to be on radio and I'm going to talk about the things that are really passionate I'm about and, and I'm interested in. If you got a job and you hate your job, I'm telling you right now, no matter where you are, no matter where you're listening to me, you got a chance, especially during this whole Corona thing. This is the chance to maybe make that change that you're trying to make. I bet you my boy Sliwa's got quite a story. Alan Sliwa, from account executive to Laker analyst, next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.